When the leaves turn brown, they come a tumbling down. Remember. Oh, it's autumn. There is a chill in the air and a chill in our podcast coffers. If you like Crisis Twin, consider donating a small monthly surcharge to the podcast that will help support the operating costs and just general good vibes of this enterprise. It's completely optional and you can donate as much or as little as you want, but much like Melissa Leo once said, consider stay warm. Hey girlies, welcome to Crisis Twink, the podcast where we ring the alarm about cultural emergencies. Whether it's a flop album, an insane headline, a problematic fave, or just something that needs to be urgently discussed or you'll die, we're going to revive it and make sure it gets the medical assistance it so desperately needs. My name is Drew Haskins, and I am the only twink who can save a culture in crisis. Joining me today is actor and comedian, Michael Benjamin. Hi, Michael. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Rough week, doing well. Yeah, do you want to talk about your rough week? COVID (laughs) debuted for a second time in my household. Not as as strong of a debut as the last time. Fell off the charts a little bit, but she was here. She did her thing. Now she's going away. I'm free tomorrow, I think, is my 10th day. Or today's my 10th day. I don't know. Oh, my God. Just in time for the autumnal equinox. That's yeah, like... That's what I said. I said, you better be out of here by the autumnal equinox. Yeah. I feel like the autumnal equinox kind of gets I butch- short I said that word so... I just ruined any credibility for intelligence. It doesn't roll off the tongue. No. Autumnal. Like, autumnal. Right. They but should I, just call it the fall equinox. But well, like, that's why I like the summer one better. So, well, that's just summer, summer equal. Yeah, it's just summer. No, summer do, solstice. Do not correct me this early on. Oh my God, there's no correction. <laughs> there's no nothing. Like, this is a safe space for any and all guests. Like, if I get converse, condescending, you can, like, ring the little condescension bell. Okay. And then we will, <laughs> then we will, pay, I will pay the penalty. Crying already. I do think it is, like, it's unfair that there's not some sort of, like, weird pagan ritual around the fall equinox or whatever. Fall sol- Yeah, fall equinox. Like, summer solstice is very... Like, have you seen Wicker Man? No. Okay. Well, I don't want to spoil Wicker Man, but, like, it gets very, like, um, culty like flowy Florence and the machine ritually. And that's what I always think about with like summer equinox, like winter equinox, or I'm, I don't even know if I'm saying these right. Like, but like Christmas is very Christmassy. Like it feels yeah. like fall doesn't get anything except like a pumpkin. Which okay, is... but there's a whole fall culture. Yeah. Fall culture. I mean... But like, well, okay. So you're in LA. I am a former yeah. LA resident. I feel like LA does fall. I'm a former Chicago resident. So cultural exchange like this right. is like what's um is a wife swap oh it's you're thinking of like a parent trap no, yeah a parent tra- <laughs> <laughs> um la is just halloween i feel like it's like haunted hayride yeah. that's about it i mean but people forget that we do have seasons here they're just two to three months behind everybody like yeah. fall is november through january this is so exciting for everybody it follows november to january and then winter is like february to like april like when we get like yeah. a ton of rain and the mountains get snow, it's like March and April here. It's not December. No, November, like, we're still going to the beach. Yeah. And like you're just like dressing up in like skimpy dimpy Halloween costumes. Yeah. Cause like, whereas here I am planning like a ski themed George Michael costume for this year <laughs> because it's going to be like 15 degrees on Halloween. Well, although I will say, and that's my favorite thing about having lived in the Midwest, lived in Chicago, living somewhere it's cold. Like, I know what negatives are. I, I, I've i lived there in, um, what's it called? The, the what's it called? Polar vortex. The polar vortex. Yeah. And maybe it was negative 20, 30 degrees outside. I know what it feels like. So I'm happy I can say that because I hate living in Los Angeles whenever I'm like, oh, it's cold today. And then like the worst person you've ever talked to goes, you think this is cold? I used, and I interrupt them right away. I, I don't have time for this. Yeah. I used to live in Chicago. Like, I understand there are places that get colder. 
I, yeah. there, there's not a disconnect in my brain. However, 50 degrees is cold. It is cold. Stand outside right now naked and tell me how you feel. That's cold. It's unpleasant and don't pander to me. Like, I, exactly. I, I totally, totally I understand. understand it gets colder. It. It's so <laughs> funny how there's always, like, they, and they come out of nowhere, you know? Like, let me ruin your day real quick. Not, not on my watch. Yeah. One thing I really, like, I do respect LA's dedication to, like, upholding the seasons, even when it's, like, 80 degrees mm-hmm. on Halloween or whatever. Like, people still dress as if it is like 50 like i i've seen sweaters at the grove when it's sure. been like 80 degrees it, we do before. that that is true i mean we, we bring out that clothes we bring in our winter clothes when it's not necessary that is true um but the funny thing is you'll see like a scarf and a vest and flip-flops so like we keep it la when we can yeah i mean la above all is like a crazy soulless fashion town <laughs> like they're athleisure mixed with like the worst shoes it you've is, ever seen yeah and, like, awful 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 this is the part that's gonna get me canceled because i'm not a fashionable person but somebody tweeted a while ago like la ha- i mean chicago has bad fashion and they get bad bunch of responses for it and it's like where was the lie no there's no like, lie at all that's i mean everything about chicago people will just stand outside with like a blanket waiting for the bus yeah there, there's there's no like new york obviously wins and united states most fashionable city of course yeah chicago and la can't compete with that la does have fashionable elements about it of course but like chicago's not a fashion icon no what are you talking about i i'm a, i mean and i'm gonna cancel myself now i was watching a wisconsin badgers football game over the weekend uh with a bunch of straight friends and everyone as far as the eye could see was in like eight inch cargo shorts good and for them. all those like all birds shoes that, happy. Like, good for them they are happy like I, if anything, I spend way too much time <laughs> focusing on what I'm wearing. Though tonight I'm wearing a um, a tank top oh, that says gown. quarantine on a it. A full so. gown to everyone who can't <laughs> see, head to toe. I wish. I'm like, and um, I'm fully naked. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's a little bit of high, a little bit of low, sure. like a study in contrast. That's you what know we're who I think is here. the worst are the worst dressed cities though. Again, before people go on my Instagram and call me ugly, I'm not fashionable. I think like the death of fashion is Washington DC and San Francisco. Yes. The death I, of fashion. 100 San Francisco, it's Patagonia, vest. Like you see so many vests. There are so many like vests. Yeah. I've never seen that many tech vests in my life. Um, DC is also one where it's like, who are any of you people? You're all robots. Yeah, it's it's as a DC native, like it is soulless vineyard Correct. vines, J. Crew, like same outfits slightly different colors and like inoffensive pastels like it is heinous heinous well, it's always so rude when like straight men are like oh girls dress the same it's like all of you line up have you all seen you your line up right now exactly yeah anyway, we, we, we got off topic <laughs> cities be like this other cities <laughs> be like that um and that we'll workshop is, it a little more. we'll workshop it a little bit okay so we're gonna play uh ring the alarm first game So, Michael, I'm going to present you with three cultural scenarios from recent and or ancient history, and you are going to decide whether or not to ring the alarm. Do I know what ringing the alarm does? If you're ringing the alarm, you think, like, the authorities need to be called. Like, something something needs to be done here. If you're not, then you're letting it, you're monitoring the situation. Okay. Um, No wrong answers, but your choice is binary. Are you ringing it or not? So. Okay. All right, first scenario, um, big topic of the day, Adam Levine's flirtatious text scandal. Not ringing the alarm. Okay. This to me was very passe. Well, like, I, I, I like anybody, anybody's flirty Instagrams, DMs or anything, all of them are horrifying. All of us are mm-hmm. just cringy and horrifying. And, and like the person who leaked them, there are already people on TikTok posting about how she's like obviously extremely attention hungry and yeah some girl was saying how this girl tried to ruin her life who knows what's true or not blah 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 with any of this anyway there's layers to this i think obviously if adam was every relationship needs to have good communication if this was outside the terms of their relationship that's not great you know that's not great but i'm why is this any why do any of us care this guy is a quote unquote and i'll actually talk about him later quote unquote okay. rock star mm-hmm. star whatever mm-hmm. but yeah. like okay his whole thing is like kind of being like a 
douchey guy, I guess. I don't know. Who cares? I feel bad for the wife if she's suffering at all, but ultimately I don't care. I don't, I, these all seem so like inoffensive to me too. Like, I mean, if there were like, I mean, even if there were like dick pics sent, like who the fuck cares? Like this wasn't, and I'm not minimizing it, but we live in a post army hammer society. Like the benchmark for like truly out of pocket DMs has already been. Correct. So. Well, and the way we write about things too, with like some publications online, they we we, we kind of talk about things in this this like frame of like crime ish thing, where it's like more are coming forward with flirty DMs, and you're like, okay, oh cool, what like what are you talking about? So it's very strange the way we talk about some of those things. Um, you know, he's a celebrity; he knows he's under a microscope. Yeah. Um, a red flag flirting with Instagram models, no matter what gender, red flag. And and um, it's also a volume game too. Like stick to one, maybe don't. Like it yeah. seems like there are like twenty people out there, so it's just like keep it chill, you know. Absolutely. Like be be a little reasonable about. Somebody's whole thing is I'm this. an influencer, and I talk about everything I do online. I wouldn't talk to them because they talk about everything they do online. Yeah, that, that's my personal. But anyway. So yeah, no alarm, moved on. No, yeah. I, I'm i feeling a very horrible urge to just say the phrase conflict is not abuse. Um, and I don't know if that even applies to this situation, but like, I, I really wish people would not cover this as if it is like an SVU worthy. And people are like, and then he messaged me that I'm hot lucky cool okay cool. yeah i mean if i i songs about jane was the first Anybody album i ever bought if adam on. levine dm'd me i would say thank you so Correct. all right let's move on to the next scenario airbnb the company does the governor need to be or uh, are we ringing the alarm i'm sorry that's huge, the whole a huge alarm ring mm-hmm. death yeah. to airbnb okay and vacation rentals bring back hotels boutique rentals bread and bed and breakfasts people who care about what they're renting. And the thing is, I sound snobby on this. I do, don't come from money. I don't have rich parents. I don't have famous parents. Much to my displeasure, I would love to be nepotism. I would love mm-hmm. to have a trust fund. I don't. I've been on my own and it's dreadful. Anyway, I had a lovely childhood. I have lovely parents. Yeah. They're just not rich or, or famous. Anyway, um, and I had a recent experience in one where my mom um, had, I shouldn't name names, um, my uh, a parent, who's not my dad, um, had a 60th birthday and we got an Airbnb on the beach. And this was a big deal for all mm-hmm. of me and my family to all get together. And it was like, sorry to go on a story. It was a couple thousand dollars for the weekend. It's expensive for yeah. all of us to get together, you know? And it's this beach house that's like luxury and Airbnb. And it's like an Airbnb um, luxury beach house, whatever. And like, this looks great. The photos look great. So we get there. Could not have been more uncomfortable beds. With Airbnb, there's always something. Could not have been more uncomfortable beds. This house sleeps about like 12 to 15-ish. Okay. Three rolls of toilet paper in the entire house. So we messaged him and we're like, hey, we're here for four nights, a long weekend. There's three rolls of toilet paper. All of us are human beings. And my mom sent a really nice message. Like, could we get some more toilet paper and paper towels? And they said, quote, we only provide enough to get, to quote, get you started. What does that mean? Can you imagine <laughs> a hotel that you spent $3,000 on telling you we don't have enough toilet paper for you? We're not asking for food. We're asking for toilet paper. Yeah. So we were extremely irritated and we messaged them kind of like, that's kind of unacceptable where there should be toilet paper in this house. They sent back a really long thing about how you guys need to read the terms and conditions or whatever. And it was just kind of like, why are we, why are we being treated like this? And then we're expected to like clean the house when we leave and whatever. And it's just like, we had to go buy toilet paper. Yeah. To this house that we spent like, I'm, we're not being divas. We need toilet no. paper. Anyway, one of the beds had sand in it. So we spent like, you know, three or $400 cleaning fee. They didn't clean the sheets. What clearly happened is whoever stayed there before, you know, had sand. Yeah. So we washed the sheets and we're like, whatever, there's the laundry here. We'll wash the sheets. It has this like gas pit outside that you're, that was like advertises, you know, a communal gas pit. There's a big sign on it that when we get there, that was not online that said for use, excessive use, you will be charged by the hour. A, what is that? What's excessive use of a fire pit? B, this was not posted online at all. So anyway, Airbnb has kind of become the thing where it's you are going to be a nuisance to be in our house and we're going to expect a good rating if you to clean. And like when you go to a hotel, even like a Best Western, baby, they're giving you breakfast. Yeah. If you need your bed changed, they'll change your sheets. Like it's just like, oh yeah, I'm on vacation and I wanted to be taken care of. And it sounds like you're being like a spoiled brat by saying that, but we kind of have put up with Airbnb for no. a long time. 
Yeah, I mean, like, it definitely has moved away from the original intention of it being just like you can stay at someone's house for the weekend or whatever to being a, a hotel that you fully have to work at yourself yes. <laughs> and not get paid for it. And now I've, I've complained about Airbnb before and I've had some friends talk. I've never really traveled internationally mm-hmm. and I have friends talk about how they've had wonderful experiences. And I think that probably is true. There's places where like this person cares about their house and that's beautiful. And I love that. And I'd love to stay there and learn about their house and their neighborhood and talk to them. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Here, you're not talking to the homeowners. These people own 10 homes. You're talking to a management company. Yeah. And that's the other thing too. When we DM them asking for um, more toilet paper, we weren't talking to the homeowners. We're talking to this person who manages 10 homes. Yeah. You know? So it's like, there's no personality to these places. They're ruining neighborhoods. They're, they're, they're adding to the um, unhoused crisis because these houses that could go to people looking for houses are going to short-term rentals, you know? And it's like, why do we act like this is something that we all love still, you know? Like, oh, look at the Airbnb. You know, it's like, yeah. I'd rather just stay at a hotel. Because, exactly. Like, it's it's sometimes the only option in places. Like, I mean, we were, group, we were, yeah, if you're going with a big group, it's the only option. Like, right. we were planning, my friend group and I were planning a trip last year to Palm Springs and considering, like, the hotel versus Airbnb debate. Yeah. And for, like, anything over 10 people, a hotel's just not really going to cut it and you're it's not going to get the experience you want. But every single Airbnb in Palm Springs is owned by the same management company now. And they are such sticklers for fees. And it's just a money. Do you know, so you know Palm Springs has their outside noise rule too, right? Yes, you which can't play sucks. Music. Yeah. I had friends for, I think it was a New Year's Eve party. They had more people and they had music playing. It was not a wild party. They just had people over. They were kicked out. Like yeah. that night, the management company said, and they're like, sorry, we'll stop. They're like, no choice. You guys all have to leave. So they didn't get their money back and they're all out. I mean- to be fair, they did break the rules, but it's like, what, what, we're, we're, this is a vacation rental home and you couldn't have a music playing and you couldn't have more people come over, you know? Yeah. And it's like, w- there's never any drama with this at hotels. No, and there isn't. And that in general is just the weirdest rule about Palm Springs. Like, yeah. I find it very hard to believe that a bunch of old gay guys set that rule. Like, I know gay guys of many ages yeah. and stars and stripes, and they're not, not, they don't hate music. Like, well, that's it's crazy. not that gay, it's it's old and wealthy, baby. You give anyone and everyone becomes an old conservative. <laughs> that's, that's what happens. That's a bummer to think about. Like, I hope when I'm, I mean, if I ever become old or wealthy, mm-hmm. like, neither guarantees i just want to own a condo and i want to have like one nice car i know like we're not supposed to want cars anymore sorry i want one nice car before we have to get rid of them exactly i think i think these are uh, these are reasonable requests but i'm going to be blasting music out of any any and all (laughs) condo vehicle anything i ever own and that is a promise i've always wanted a pool yeah anyway airbnb alarm alarm okay last scenario Drew Barrymore reacts to Andrew Garfield giving up sex for six months. Yeah, so are you ringing me on? Okay, so here's my thing. And this part will probably get me canceled. I love Drew Barrymore. I think she, Mm -hmm. when people were talking how her rain video or whatever, pure joy, let her have fun. Yeah. I'm whispering. Are we going to stop pretending that like she's a good interviewer soon? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, are we all watching the same show? Here's my problem with with Drew Barrymore and a little bit with Kelly Clarkson, though I do love Kelly Clarkson and I think her show's fun. You can't have celebrities interview other celebrities because celebrities don't let other celebrities talk. This is my impression of Kelly Clarkson on her show. Um, you, you be you. Uh, do you right. like, have you watched any movies lately? Well, I really. I new- oh my god, I love movies. I just love them. And you know, <sighs> wait, what, what's your favorite music right now? I mean, Beyonce. Stop. She's amazing. Uh, I was on tour once, and that's how the interviews go. Yeah. And if you watch them, they don't let other people talk, and they're not actually interested in interviewing. They're interested in being interesting. And those yeah. are two different things. So um, I don't know the scenario well, but I half ring an alarm for Drew Barrymore because, girl, I love you to death, but these yeah. aren't interviews. <laughs> and the crazy thing about this was it, it wasn't an interview period like she was just she had listened to andrew garfield go on mark maron's podcast oh i thought like he was a guest (laughs) on her show no that's the craziest thing like andrew barrymore listens to maron on a weekly basis which is (laughs) wild but she um she just told this as an off-the-cuff story to 
Ross Matthews. And obviously mm-hmm. she doesn't let him speak. Like he's just oh, like, wait, excuse me, the hilarious Ross. The, I'm sorry, the hilarious Ross Matthews. But my big issue with Drew Barrymore is that the hilarious Ross Matthews does not get to be hilarious on that show. Like he's essentially just like a squishmallow that is sitting in the corner of the set not speaking he just giggles occasionally but like he's there for set dressing i don't find it very a good use of his hilariousness i mean when i saw that one where it was like it was a casey wilson and they were talking about what's his name who they thought was really hot oh um he has the weird name Pen Pen badgley Pen badgley (laughs) yeah yeah and they like you see casey like being zany like a, a perfect talk show host a talk show guest right you know crazy opinionated funny personable and you see drew like oh match i need a match i need a match and kind of like a like oh wait you don't actually you can play off i don't know it was kind of like no me and i was like oh well wait a second hold on yeah it's like when um uh jimmy fallon someone does an impression and jimmy fallon goes my turn and you're like no wait i want to hear them more you know that, that is, like, such a problem with both daytime and late night. Like, we don't actually have real interviewers anymore. And, like, I think the Mark Marin podcast can be, like, very boring and self-indulgent at times. But, like, at least he's actually interviewing people about craft. And a lot of, like, the weird, like, controversial headlines. Like, remember when, like, Sam Elliott was, like, I didn't like power the dog because it was super gay yeah. or whatever. Like that happened on Marin. Like that wouldn't have happened on the Drew Barrymore show. Yeah. Like no one's like saying controversial Which, shit on Drew. I do kind of like mess. And the yeah. thing is too, I want to make it clear. We need more women in talk shows. We absolutely oh, 100%. do. Like it's absurd. The men we have hosting talk shows time and time again, and we don't have more women, you know, it's like, yeah. what on earth are they offering? You know? But it is just like, so I want these shows to be successful with my notes. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think people want like the cuddly-ness either. Like all the headlines are more fun when it's like messy. Like we're recording this while Stephen Colbert is interviewing Olivia Wilde right now. So like, I don't, I'm hopeful. I don't know if anything's actually going to happen on that because I don't have any faith in like, like not to like be an old man, but like David Letterman would have. Well, you think about like David Madeline you know? or Johnny Carson or whoever, and you think yeah. about them and like, what do you think about when you think about them? You're like, oh, interviewers, talk show hosts. Um, that is what they did. Yeah. But, like, you don't think about Kelly Clarkson as that. You don't think about Drew Barrymore as that. So it's kind of like we think of somebody who we're like, oh, they have a personality. They and they do. They're wonderful. They have personalities, big bubbly personalities. They should have a show. And it's kind of the similar thing when people are like, oh, they're funny. They should do comedy. And it's just like, wait a second. Yeah. Those are different things. Very different things. Like call call it a variety show or something. Like you don't need to call it a talk Which show. Makes Kelly's show fun when she does like the different Kelly Yokies. She does yeah. different segments. That is fun. But it it is like when I when you hear them actually like talking to people and like, oh, and so and so gets the scoop on this. It's like they really didn't. They just kind no. of anyway, that's yeah. my thing. So you said I can't half bring it, but I half bring it a little. Yeah. I mean, because I didn't understand. There's room for nuance here. Like, they, they're much like real life alarms are a, a scale. Exactly. <laughs> Even though this game is binary. Okay. So, <laughs> we are actually going to move on to this episode's cultural emergency. Um, Michael, what are you rushing to the ER today? So, it's funny we talked about Adam Levine earlier because. I was talking about this not long ago with a friend about, and part of it is being a little bit of a millennial, being nostalgic of quote unquote, the good old days, you know, mm-hmm. which everybody thinks their childhood or whatever is the good old days. But to a certain extent, I'm right. And that I was looking at the 2000s best new artist Grammy winners. And yes. you're like, why? Because I was looking at how good we had it. Winners and nominees to a certain extent too. We had star after star after star. And I also was talking about it too, because they're talking about um, John Legend. Somebody's making fun of John Legend because they're like, he books anything. Yeah. And it's like, I guess so still, but like, we can't forget that he's extremely talented and his staying power is absurd. 
because he's like what 15 20 years in his career and he's everywhere that yeah, doesn't happen on accident literally 20 years like pitchfork yeah. just did a like a 20-year retrospective of him for like some that doesn't happen on yeah. accident no it so doesn't what i wanted to do is i wanted to look at the 2000s best new artist winners and maybe briefly uh, briefly go over the nominees decide if it was the correct winner and then contrast that to 2010s if you would yeah. write, play this game with me and go through i am I would love to play this game. And I'll be quick because I know it's some names. So starting off with 2000, huge winner, Christina Aguilera. Yes. And look at these other nominees. Macy Gray, Kid Rock, Britney Spears, Susan Tedeschi. Now, I don't know Susan Tedeschi. Um, not a fan of Kid Rock, but baby, picture with Sheryl Crow, that was a moment. Yes. Like these are, like Kid Rock, political feelings aside, like that is a stacked lineup. Like Susan Tedeschi is the classic Grammy Best New Artist nominee that's like, Correct. some Country-ish. rando country americana yes. person because they just love that's music that's american macy music. gray i try one of the best songs of all time and then yes. come on britney spears it's the britney spears christina aguilar first time head to head yes christina wins i do think if we pick between it'd probably be christina or britney but that's just going off of sales we have to forget we have to remember the grammys love musicians and I think Christina probably was the rightful winner just because of her voice. But I think Macy Gray was, I would have voted second for that. No shade to Britney, but I would probably vote Macy Gray. See, I would have gone Britney, Macy, Christina. And that would have been my order, I think. But I that's just think- because like I have a deep, and the listeners of the pod will know, I have a deep-seated distaste for Christina Aguilera. Correct, she has no taste. However, yeah. <laughs> Christina Aguilera coming out the gate, and I know I'm a huge Britney Spears fan, but Christina coming out the gate with Come On Over, What A Girl Wants, and Jeannie in a Bottle. Like, this kind of a a home run, home run, home run. And I think this ceremony was, it was, the, um, there, I think the actual ceremony was held in 2001, because it's like, the year doesn't line up. This was also right when Lady Marmalade was a thing. I think you're correct, a year forward, though. I think their albums came out in 99, so the 2000 Grammys were the year after. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You're right, you're right. Oh, my God, talking on my ass. Okay, never mind. The big big moment for Christina. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so next year, this one's the only weird one of this decade. Do you know who won in 2001? You can, if you're looking, you can tell me the truth. I do have it open. Um, I had never heard of Shelby Lynn. Shelby Lynn won. (laughs) Nominees, Brad Paisley, Papa Roach, Jill Scott, and Cisco. Um throwback shelby yeah. lynn had the theme song to um uh isn't she like the na 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 isn't that her the theme song to what's it called i have absolutely i had never ever ever heard of this woman before to the point where I, this is the only artist on this list out of that all I've the years you are correct that i had to open the wikipedia page for and her personal life section is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh my God, I didn't read it. It's two sentences. Lynn was married at age 18, but divorced within a year. <laughs> Regarding her sexuality, she says, everybody's a little gay. And that's it. That's the personal life. <laughs> you know what? We stand. Yeah, it's perfection. I actually think I'm wrong. I don't think that's her. I think I'm completely wrong. Anyway, Shelby Lynn, probably not the best winner from that. I don't know who else would have been. Brad Paisley's still around, but I don't necessarily listen to his music. So that's a weird year. 2001, let's move on. Yeah. 2002, Alicia Keys winner, of course. Nominees, India Ari, Nelly Furtado, David Gray, Linkin Park. I mean, Alicia Keys, Linkin Park, Nelly Furtado, a moment. Yeah. Huge artists. Alicia Keys is the winner because Grammys love uh a, a singer songwriter playing piano similar with the next year which i'll get to which is actually my favorite artist of all time yes i mean alicia keys hello star star i think she definitely deserved um who would you have voted for i know i would have voted for alicia keys out of 2002 because like i if I mean, Nelly, if this was nelly furtado's 2006 like we were talking about promiscuous man years yeah, so yeah, right yeah. then i would vote for nelly furtado but, that's what but I mean. nelly yeah. furtado kept her name in the game yeah and of course lincoln park had a ton of hits i haven't listened to the music since middle school but like yeah I, no you the, on, the hits were hitting though then. you put on a lincoln like, park song i'm gonna know it and yeah. then 2003 this year's insane my favorite artist of all time is Nora jones i think she's absolutely the rightful winner if you were alive and you knew the come away with me album your mom would not shut up about it my mom would not shut up about that album it, you know like, that album it's like it's Nora jones alanis morissette shania twain and carol king I think like those in Adele, those are like the top selling female art, out, 
female yeah albums. no that yeah that is and it's yeah. like just insane to think about because everyone know like nobody thinks of Nora jones as like the top selling female but like of the 2000s she sold like 50 million albums and that's more than anybody that anybody. album was inescapable for a solid four years stretch like you you couldn't so, go anywhere outside without hearing like don't know why hear. or like something else yeah but crazy. listen to these other nominees John Mayer, Avril Lavigne, Michelle Branch, Ashanti. Like, that is a stacked crowd. It is a stacked crowd. I, I mean, Avril Lavigne, hella amazing. Yeah. Never won a Grammy. Which is unfair. Like, incredibly unfair. Like, the the influence that she alone has had out of these categories, these winners is like, or these nominees is is well insane and like, just on that i mean every every seems like every 17 year old successful artist right now wants to be avril lavigne yeah and it's like and, and you know that that that's with all work this is 20 years ago you guys like everybody looks at old music and whatever and gets inspiration there's nothing wrong with that but it is just crazy that avril is still so relevant and she's like 38 like yeah. we I, we're thinking she's like in her 50s she's like 38 no i she was so young when she came on the game like Michelle yeah. Branch was too. Like Michelle Branch, all I think of them is were. Like... Nora Jones was like twenty. Yeah. All of them were. They were. They were all children, winning a bunch of Grammys and having tons of success. Couldn't be me. No, I mean, even oh yeah, I looked at John Mayer's age here too. Like he was twenty four when his first album oh, came and it's out. So bad. He's so hot. Yeah, he's so. I like. I like John Mayer. I know he's kind of a dick. Yeah. But like, I like his music just fine. He's a great guitar player, and he's like, he's, he's very talented. He just needs to not talk. I'm kind of surprised, like, I think if um if Nora Jones was not in this category and if that album was not, like, the juggernaut it was, like, critically and commercially, like, he would have won this category, hands down. I, I, I think. think you're probably right. Um, But carrying on, the, the Grammys in the 2000s, the Best New Artist, they loved a singer-songwriter musician. Yeah. And they, they give one, they give a, a woman five Grammys every year. I mean, I'll skip ahead a little bit, but Nora Jones, Alicia Keys, Amy Winehouse, Adele, um, all of these artists who won Best New Artist Grammy all like walked home with like five Grammys each. You know, it's like, yeah. Okay, so wait, next year is Evanescence, 50 Cent, Fountains of Wayne, Don't Know, Heather Heedley, Don't Know, and then Sean Paul. Everyone, you know Fountains think- of Wayne though. Like you, know, like, you know that song Stacy's Mom? Oh. Yeah, that's Fountains of Wayne. Absolutely. Fountains of Wayne is crazy because they'd they're one of those weird best new artists where they'd been around for years right. before getting right. nominated. Like Bon Iver. Yeah, like Bon Iver. Like the um the guy from one of the guys from Fountains of Wayne who died during pandemic, like wrote God. the song for that thing you do, the Tom Hanks movie. And oh, then he ended up doing half the score for Crazy Ex Girlfriend. That's insane. They did not know yeah. any of those things. The range is like insane. I would say I would have voted for 50 Cent. I mean, his album was so big and good. Yeah. I mean, Get Rich or Die Tryin'. Like, oh, was that his, was that the one? Yeah. That's the one that would have been nominated for this. Yeah. Or like the like, same era. And that album was so big. Huge. You could, like, into club, inescapable hit, still yeah. I mean, fantastic. It was, yeah. it was hit after hit and arguably the best album 50 Cent has. Um, I mean, and, PIMP, like, middle school dance. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, like, you... We're, like, 11 dancing to that. <laughs> very, it, it, the impact was inappropriate, but long-reaching. Um, I mean, Sean Paul's sort of in the same category, good too. Music is good like, music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sean, and Sean Paul appeared in everybody else's music for, like, a decade. Yeah. I also goofed. I did have to look who Heather Headley was, but this was surprising to me, because I did not... I knew that she was Aida, I guess, but I was like, why would she have been nominated mm. for this award? I didn't know who that is. Yeah. But I didn't do any research. I like living on a cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maroon 5, 2005, The Winner, Songs About Jane, um, Los Lonely Boys, Josh Stone, Kanye West, Gretchen Wilson. To have Kanye not win, but also Kanye's debut album was, of course, incredible. I mean, 2000's Kanye is unstoppable. Yeah. The College Dropout is one of the best albums of all time. Um. But Kanye wasn't Kanye then. So I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, the album was insanely popular, but Maroon 5 had, was also insanely popular, you know? Yeah. And Songs About Jane, we talked about this a few weeks ago on the podcast, but Songs About Jane is 
a stone cold classic album i know we're two like, white people talking about these albums yeah and that, um, you know what and that's fine <laughs> they're both classics There's they're both classics both. i yeah. do feel like if it wasn't maroon five that is that is kanye's year to win sorry yeah. gretchen wilson no. as much as i love redneck woman <laughs> i i I'm do not red... know anything except that song from her and of i could not, not hum a los lonely boys or joss stone song you could do a los lonely boys um how far is heaven you know that song do i maybe i do actually hold on everybody knows how far is heaven oh 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 yes i didn't think this was yeah i didn't think this was los lonely boys i thought it was like 311 or something i think how do i not play it on my fucking i can try to play it on here heaven it's like how far is hell? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know, yeah, I know this song. I, th- I definitely thought that was a three eleven song. Okay. Okay. Next year, John Legend, Ciara, Fall Out Boy, King, Sugarland, King, and Sh- King and Sugarland, Hanging Low. But I fucking loved King. Yeah, me. I was a huge fucking, King fan. My brother is the biggest Ciara fan, so he would yeah. vote Ciara. Mm-hmm. Um, John Legend is the rightful winner. I mean, that voice, the piano, that yeah. Rightful winner. He's like a musician with a capital yes. M in the way that like the Grammys love to reward used to that. Love. Yeah. Used, used well, to they, love. I mean, John Batiste just won the best new artist and he's like Which was a which was a shock. Shock. Yes. A shock. Yeah. No, he won he won did he win Best New Artist? No, he won album of the year. He won album of the year, not yeah. best new artist. Yeah. Okay, next year is Carrie Underwood, James Blunt, Chris Brown, Imogen Heap, Crin, Bailey Ray. Carrie, I think it's the winner, but I think yeah, for sure. Corinne Bailey Ray is probably my second vote. Um, I would, I would, I agree with you. I Imogen Heap is my favorite artist out of these five, but she's also she wasn't new at this point. Like she was yeah, just she, a solo a artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, God, what's Corinne Bailey Ray's song? It was "Put Your Records On." Put your records on. Incredible. I once saw two gay guys get in a fight at. <laughs> A Corinne Bailey Ray show on Melrose in 2016. I wish it was me. Might have been me. <laughs> Two like 55 year old gay guys. Yeah. Could have been H- me. Horrific. Yeah. Next year, round London year, are two Brits, Amy Winehouse, Feist, Liddy C, Paramount, um, Paramore, and Taylor Swift. Stacked category as well. Stacked, stacked category. Taylor mm-hmm. Swift did not deserve to win. Taylor Swift, that album is near unlistenable with her voice, but I do love it. And this is bad. It's nearly unlistenable mm-hmm. with her voice. Um, especially knowing what she's capable of now. I can't wait for the re-records. Um, uh, but the whole time she sings like, ah. It's, it's very like pinched and like, it is pinched. like bratty teen. Correct. But she also was. Um, yeah. Paramore, of course, is iconic. Um, Feist? Yeah, Feist. like I love Feist. Also like not a new artist right. at this point. Hold but... on, I have to check really quick. Speaking of Feist, I'm whispering because I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it. Oh, I spelled it wrong. F-E-I. Um, okay. I might find out on your podcast. <laughs> what? Oh my God. She like, Feist follows me on Instagram. Oh, that's and, like, fun. Like, I've had multiple times, like three videos liked from her. And I'm like, girl, you're like up watching She's stuff a fan. posted. Anyway. You should rope her into remaking I, I, like the one, two, three, four video. Like update I, it for like the Zillennial. Like get her to blow up on TikTok. I should get her to blow up on TikTok. Yeah. Oh um, my God. How could I if I'm not even? Um. <laughs> anyway, last year of the 2000s, the in, incredible winner, Adele. Nominees though, we forget Duffy, Jonas Brothers, Lady Annabellum, uh, or Lady A now. Yeah. Um, and Jasmine Sullivan. I mean- also stacked uh if stacked category Duffy and Adele going back to back yeah Um, I mean this this was the year that they were like we need more Amy Winehouses so like let's get Adele and Duffy in here but Adele obviously blew up to like she wasn't (laughs) Adele Adele at this point but I think if I remember correctly because I didn't look at some of these Duffy won the album Grammy but Adele won best new artist which I think Duffy's album was amazing it was good I love Duffy I did um at my 22nd birthday get booed at the bar formerly known as bar 10 for drunkenly requesting they play mercy um which was <laughs> not a fun song for people apparently so so 2010 yeah. zach brown carrie hilson mgmt silver sun pickups and the ting tings 
Okay. Weird category. Weird category. Um, I'll just briefly keep going. Okay. Esperanza Spalding, Justin Bieber, Drake, Florence and the Machine, Mumford and Sons. I think Esperanza Spalding's a fun win because she's a fun, really good fun win. Also stacked category. The stacked year category. Too. And then the yeah. Bon Iver famously beating Nicki Minaj the next year. Yeah. Skrillex losing. Fun winning. Whatever happened to them, no one knows. Macklemore and next year, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis winning. Whatever happened to them, no one knows. Macklemore and Ryan Lewis beating Kendrick Lamar, Casey Musgraves, Ed Sheeran. People hate Ed Sheeran. He's talented. Yeah. Um, Kendrick Lamar for sure should have won. Sam Smith was the rightful winner, I think, in 2015. Iggy Zelia, Bastille, Brandy Clark came. Sam Smith kind of fell off, but like, yeah, I think Sam Smith is. I think sure I think definitely role. like the Grammy, like a surefire yeah. Grammy's pick. That was, like that that's was, like that was the artist. Year. Yeah, Megan Trainer beating Courtney Barnett. There's no way Courtney Barnett was ever going to win, but I fucking love Courtney Barnett. I would have given it to Sam Hunt this year as a country stand. Unfortunately, like I'm Sam a huge Hunt is music the... fan. I don't like his music. Oh, music. I love Sam. He's the only man of country I think I actually ride hard for. Not even like Tyler Childers or Sturgill Simpson. Mm, oh, okay, Sturgill, yes, like Sturgill, yeah, okay. but he's like a little bit more outside the mainstream. Like if we're talking like yeah, the right. bro country guys, yeah. like Sam Hunt's easily my pick for that one. And then Chance the Rapper, Chainsmokers, Marin Morris, Anderson Pack, Kelsey Ballerini. I mean, that was Chance's here. He Chance was huge. Yeah, that that um, I feel like is a deserving winner. Alicia Cara beating SZA, SZA with control, great. With- Z roll crazy unreal yeah. control. Even- I read has stayed on the two hundred chart. Like still, this yeah. is like, like five years later. No, it's it's become like um like the late twenty tens like sad girl album. Like we had born to die. Like when we were in mm-hmm. like high school, college. Like a lot of people had control though, and uh, I'm like. It's okay. a perfect album. Perfect. Per- anyway, no notes. Perfect. Yeah. Insane. But now the next, the last like four years, I think we do have. I think stars are back. If you don't mind me saying. Yeah, definitely like, stars are back. But they've also like I don't like when they expand the categories like this, and they've done it to every like all the big ones, so, and I find it so annoying. I will say I do kind of like the idea of the best new artist, record of the year, album of the year, and song of the year having more categories because people say that every year people say the Grammys don't matter. That's not true. Getting nominated for a Grammy, having Grammy nominee or whatever opens a lot of doors for tons of artists. Yeah. So I feel like having those categories, especially best new artists, like have more ca- uh, options. I feel like that is a big deal. I think all the other categories should stay at five. Um, Louis Fertel had a good take on this for the best picture Oscars expanding. Um, Louis Fertel's a, 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 yeah. a writer. and um, But he Fantastic said writer. it always feels like there's the real nominees and then the plus ones. And that's exactly what this all feels like. I'm not even going to read all these nominees. Yeah. There is a like, very clear delineation, though, between the real nominees correct. and the plus ones and all of these. But yeah. I mean, the last four years, Dua Lipa, Billie Eilish, Megan Thee Stallion, and Olivia Rodrigo, all four winning. Raises the question, do men have talent? I'm not sure. Um, mm-hmm. Unknown. Yeah. I mean, like... Or- and these are all deserving winners too. Hugely, I mean, you yeah. could not argue all four of those weren't the winner. But I mean, I guess the only one would be Dua Lipa with um, Chloe Halley, uh, her. But I mean, I think it was still Dua Lipa's year. I think the only the only one for me that is like maybe a little debatable is Billie Eilish versus Lizzo, Lizzo, Rosalia, and Lil Nas X. Yeah, that's a pretty stack. And I'm not, I'm, but that also is just like a personal bias. Like I, I'm very like Billy agnostic and that's. I am as well. I, I understand that she's extremely talented. Yeah. I, I and don't, like, I she is like that. a generational artist. Like she really represents like the Gen Z, especially like yeah. that, like era of Gen Z's. Like I have definitely moody. listened to her music though, where I'm like, this is good. Like I get why people, oh, yeah. this is this is definitely good music. A lot of it is really good. Um, especially that album that she was, that I like, she's, she was one of the few artists. I think she's only the second artist after Christopher Cross, who has swept all of the big four categories, like record of the year, song of the year, album of the year, and best new artist. It's Adele as well, but she didn't do it in the oh, same yeah. year. Oh, got it. Okay. You know who's missing one? Nora Jones. And she- Olivia Rodrigo missing one too. She didn't win the big one. She didn't win record of the year, song of the year. Oh, you're right. She didn't. She did only won this. I forgot. Yeah. 
People they, thought she, she was, was the favorite to win all four, and then Nora, only did the her one. year, my girl, she, yeah. her song won. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm crying. Um, her <laughs> song won record of the year, song of the year, but yeah. she didn't write that one. She wrote "Come Away with Me." She didn't write "Don't Know Why." Um, yeah, so she didn't get that Grammy, but she won all the grant. She won album all the big Grammys, but she just didn't get song of the year. Ugh, lame. But my favorite thing about Nora too, boring. She won record of the year for Don't Know Why, and she also won record of the year two years later for um, Here We the Go Ray Again, Charles with, thing. Yeah. with Ray Charles. Mm-hmm. So she has a distinction of being the only artist to have two record of the year wins for two songs that um, didn't chart high. Yeah. <laughs> like, Here We Go Again didn't even chart. So like, um, Slay, your faves could never. No, oh, no she, have... <laughs> she's turning like flops into gold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, my embarrassing story around the here we go again um, duet is that I was clued into it from uh, George W. Bush (laughs) Um, back when he would release a list of songs he would listen to like Obama didn't come up with it. Why do you have to do this to Nora? But like he he put that on senorita by justin timberlake and a few other songs that i genuinely very much enjoy but i like i would just like to say george bush did clue me on this and i will give him his flowers for that um (laughs) nora's so iconic though in that she made a ton of money Mm -hmm. got a ton of grammys and people she kept winning grammys through the 2000s yeah um had number one album after number one album after number, her and britney spears and adele and well, someone else the only people who've sold over a million albums in one week and taylor swift yeah um she has so many records and she never wanted to be famous so she never was she never did commercials she never did ads she never did anything she never wanted to be famous mm-hmm. and something a lot of people don't know about her is she's a nepotism baby yeah like she's a fake nepotism baby because she is the product of an affair and she didn't know her dad until she was a teenager Ooh, I didn't so know that part of the story. She's like a Liv Tyler in that yeah. she had a famous dad, but she didn't know it until she was like an adult making music. And then she wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. She had a, she she got to know him during her like fourth album, which is just like so crazy to think about. But her dad's also like a famous musician too. Extremely yeah. famous. Ravi mm. Shankar, he's often considered the fifth Beatle. Yeah. Um because he like he's like behind i think like lucy in the sky with diamonds yeah he he did sitar work and like production and mixing and stuff like he he he's a hugely influential musician he was george harrison's like uh uh, influence and like i think george harrison is like unofficially nora's godfather Mm -hmm. and like she did become part of that family but it's just crazy to think about like you're just like a raise with this dad who is very well known in certain circles and you're like a teenager going into certain circles and you're just like not not um, even like, they're not even on each other's radars basically or, or continents you yeah. know it's just like fully removed from each other anyway um fun fact the year Nora jones was nominated for her for all of her first grammys her sister anushka shankar who she's not really close with was also nominated that in, is a fun little story in yeah. the world's in the world categories um they were nominated yeah. together anyway I feel like that doesn't happen that often. Like, Siblings, no. I mean, I guess Billie Eilish and Phineas yeah. got nominated in different categories this, what, I guess it would have been this past year, yeah. But I don't, well, that, like, like, that feels a little different. He was different. nominated for, like, Best New Artist, which is really Which is stupid. Opinion. That's just, like, coasting on Billie's themes a little bit, because, like, I don't like his solo stuff at all, even though I recognize that his, like, producer no acumen is yeah. very good, but, like... Here are my oh wow you know what's funny about her oh they're so pretty they're so pretty um every time i posted like a photo of nora i'm a big stan Mm -hmm. um i would get random dms being like that's nora jones dot 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 she's not white and it's like know your history no because no you have to know your history here like she has like a very anonymous name for a reason like it's like well, partially to like texas well, yeah do you know her full do you know her full name let me look it up i do not know her full name i i my knowledge of nora jones is very surface level even though i did work for her label for a few years you, you but, told me that um, i'm gonna send you a playlist yeah. nora Let's jones do. born gitali nora jones shankar okay so she's she's cut out the ends. <laughs> like, I think, she's I think just she, going I by think, the middle. Yeah. But she's also talked about how when she was younger, they wanted her to straighten her hair because she's naturally curly hair. Mm-hmm. AKA they probably wanted her to be more appealing to the basses. Yeah. 
which is which a is lovely a thing. Classic music industry <laughs> uh, tale. Anyway, yeah. Nars, I'm a big fan of for anybody who wants a at MFNG message me, I'll send you a playlist. Yes, and I, I need that as well because I really only know like 15 Norwegian songs maybe. So anyway, that was my crisis. I wanted to examine, be nostalgic for the 2000s Best New Artists Grammy win. I'm going to read them real quick again. You ready? Christina yes. Aguilera, Shelby Lynn, who cares? Um, she's probably listening and sobbing. Sobbing. Shelby, we sobbing. stand. Everybody's a little gay. Shelby Lynn. Um, Christina Aguilera, Shelby Lynn, Alicia Keys, Nora Jones, Evanescence, Maroon 5, John Legend, Carrie Underwood, Amy Winehouse, Adele. Hello, Dream Blunt rotation. Yeah, <laughs> perfection. <laughs> perfection. And you know what? Adam Levine, you can slide in. <laughs> yeah, please. Like, every, I mean, and you know what? Even Shelby Lynn, like, we don't know Shelby, who you are, but get you, in my you, DMs. you're a little gay and that sounds fun. Like, I, I'm more gonna, power I'm gonna to go you. stream. I'm going to stream a Shelby Lynn song after this. I think we have to. I literally could not hum one. Like, apparently she was a very controversial winner, though, because she released six albums before oh, she's one winning. of those. But like that was, I think, a, yeah, it was a record at the time for most albums before winning. I mean, just a best new artist albums doesn't mean that you've best new artist to mainstream. I mean, Lizzo didn't Lizzo won a Grammy for um, what's it called? Um, well, I'm in great yeah, it's truth. Of... Yeah, truth. Truth hurts. hurts. A song that came out like four years ago. Yeah, the rules for it are so weird. Like Lizzo's been around for. 10 years yeah, now I mean, but like she did a weird thing and scrubbed a bunch of her old albums off of streaming services so as to be able to get nominated for best new artist well casey musgraves kind of did a similar i mean she, i don't know if she did that but i know she's had albums out before because she people forget that she i loved her she was on a um competition show she was on like a nashville star show when she was like yeah. a teenager yeah, so she's not country music new at all. She's just mainstream new from Golden Hour. But we've been listening to her for ages. Yeah, and like Haley Williams had like solo stuff and other bands before Paramore too. Like, I mean the the Grammys like they are very important, but they're also really weird and arcane with their rules. And wait, I just looked up albums. Um, Casey's first albums. You ready? Yeah. Released in 2000, Little Bit of Texas. Oh Released my God. in 2002, Moving On. Released in 2003, Wanted, One Good Cowboy. Released in 2007, Casey Musgraves. So she didn't have her first hit until 2013 with Same Trailer, Different Park. Yeah. Where that is, is so crazy. Wanted, One Good Cowboy? Yeah. Uh, where I release it. I would love to hear like the old stuff because like. She's so crazy. I, I, I love Casey. Like, she's love, incredible. love, love Casey. Um, and she's talked so much about how, like, she used to sing on, like, the pageant circuit and stuff, too. Yeah. Like, she was doing the whole, like, like, she was, like, doing, like, pubs at night and pageants during the day. Like, super crazy. I want to hear more about that, like, yeah. side of she things. She put in the work. Did you see the shadow next to me? Isn't that beautiful? It's be- per- picturesque. It picturesque. Um, okay, I think we have to move on to our final game absolutely so michael we're gonna play tear the community apart okay the rules are very simple i've picked two songs and you're gonna tell me which one is better okay so the two songs i've chosen tonight are you are two are you giving me multiple i am just giving you two songs okay but these two songs are from are the debut singles from two nominees for the 2002 Best New Artist category. Okay, 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 okay. Iconic adult, adult contemporary jams. Which song is better? Fallen by Alicia Keys or I'm Like a Bird by Nelly Furtado? Okay, okay, okay. Which song is better? Fallen by Alicia Keys or I'm Like a Bird by Nelly Furtado? Okay. And I'll show your work, please. Um, I... I think I'm leaning towards Nelly Furtado only because Fallen isn't my favorite Alicia Keys song. If you would have said If I Ain't Got You or My Boo or like I would have probably gone with Alicia but Fallen is definitely an excellent song but like I'm Like a Bird is 
Nelly Furtado's song. So I felt like I f- mm-hmm. okay. I, I like this I do like this reasoning. I I I'm gonna pick I'm like a bird. Okay. I think if I had to pick one song that I'm like, okay, I'm stuck in the cave for a week and I have to hear one of these songs back to back, I'm gonna probably do I'm like a bird. Interesting. If you would have done a fine got you, I probably would choose that. Okay. I think well, I okay. I I I I really understand that rationale. Like I do like I'm like a bird a lot. Um and I I think this. I don't actually. Oh, okay, great. Someone's playing drums outside. Oh fun. A musical element to a Hollywood musical baby. episode. <laughs> um I anyway, do I, I prefer Nelly Furtado as an artist, I think, to Alicia Keys. Interesting. For what Fallen really I'm, hits I'm for me on. though. Okay. Interesting. So you're not a big Keys. fan of like the promiscuous man eater. No, of course that. I am. I just like if we're gonna like mm-hmm. put two these two artists. It, I I really like cars. I love cars. I'm a okay. big car person. And when we have, we did do like car reviews, cars next to each other, and they do like points, you know? Yeah. Suspension, quiet, technology, safety, mm-hmm. ergonomics, utility, all of these things. Cars, Honda, CRV, Toyota RAV4, you know? Yeah. I probably would say Alicia gets higher marks. The hits, the, the, the artistry, the uh, collabs, I mean, the sales, I'm sorry, Alicia probably gets higher well, marks. Well, I mean, sales aside, because Alicia Keys objectively is a more like let's a commercially successful iconic artist than Nelly Furtado. I do yeah. think the kids have sort of forgotten about Nelly Furtado in a way that I would like to change. And Drake yes. brought her out at a show recently because he just loves like gassing up Canada. And I was happy about that. I was happy she got the I did look. not know Nelly Furtado's Canadian. Yeah, she's um she's like Sean Mendez, Vancouver Portuguese, like same that kind of like weird community oh. up there um does Sean Mendes speak um Portuguese no but he did call himself Latino once and I'm like I don't Clay. think you are Clay, um Clay. but anyway I was um I I do I I think just those three songs of Nelly Furtado's alone like the that the like Timbaland ones not I'm like a bird like that alone is canon canonically I agree. God tier pop music for me. I mean, I do love, I do love, um, I mean, I do love Nelly Furtado. I think she's amazing. And I think she does deserve a second wind. Um, yeah. Fun facts. I know we're probably wrapping up about Alicia Keys, though. Have you ever been to the nude beach in San Diego? I, I have not been to the nude beach in San Diego. You know Diego. what it is? You know what, though? It's uh, Black's Beach, right? Black's Beach, yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. So anybody who's ever been there, when you're going down to the beach and this isn't releasing personal information it's it was in the newspaper it was a big deal when you're going down you hike down this like treacherous trail Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a whole thing um and there's mansions on this hill you know as you're going down to the nude beach that mansion you walk past when you're like literally going down the hill to this nude beach is alicia keith's house that's so funny (laughs) it looks like oh no it literally looks like a fucking like uh, what's his name stark what's his name ned stark or no no, no i'm sorry tony stark tony stark tony, ned stark, like a tony stark superhero house right yeah beautiful pool absolutely stunning and i wouldn't like, want to live in a house like no that, i like, it's, see I, it's not my aesthetic style but i'm glad no. that like i knew she had I, money but i'm glad she has Google that it. kind of house money it oh, is I mean, so funny Alicia that Keys she is... has to look over a bunch of like naked gay guys every day of and it, the gay corner is way farther from there. Okay, so she's good. looking okay. a bunch of old people playing volleyball naked, which is still lovely. fun. Yeah, still fun. Um, <laughs> That's it is so. Fun. Funny. And it, it honestly is a stunning beach, whether you want to take part or not. There's like, I for, why am I talking about this beach more? When people like first told me about it, I mean, I'm from San Diego, I've known about it forever, mm-hmm. but like, people are like, you know, gays are always just like, oh my god, that beach is crazy or whatever. And I'm just like wondering, like, am I going to like a bathhouse? Yeah. Look down there, it's just like a bunch of old people playing volleyball. There's just like, there's like definitely a gay yeah. corner, you know. Anyway, but it's just funny to think that like everybody packing their stuff down for the day at the nude beach, just walking by Alicia Keys' house. If you look her up on Instagram, you can um, see her like dancing by her pool and whatever. And you're like, that's the trail. Yeah, you got to zoom in like way back right. the, like, there it <laughs> in is. the background. Like, that I really is so appreciate funny. her though. Like, I never get why people who aren't actors want to live in Los Angeles. Like, if you're a musician and you're as successful as her and you can go wherever, why would you be in LA? Go to San Diego, go yeah. to Santa Barbara. No, go to I. These- 
small, beautiful places. LA's not beautiful. No, it's not. And like, it's it's way congested. It's, you know, the, yeah, the houses are nice. But, and like, you're close to things. But like, yeah, but like I would want to do like the Meghan Markle route and go out to like Montecito or something. Correct. Be as Oprah like far as humanly possible. All the celebrities are going. Yeah. Um, and like, Alicia Keys' house is probably... Okay, so her house, 20 million. That house, that beach house in LA would be probably 45, 50 million. Yeah. Which is like, you know, we're talking pennies to people that much money, but like, like, why would you, I just think like, again, it's so smart. Why would you buy a mansion in Malibu for 50 million? Yeah. And you can just go, you can just take a helicopter here anyway. I don't know. Look at me, Greta. I know. <laughs> yeah, devastated. you're like advocating for the rich. <laughs> yeah. I truly uh, do think it's cool when celebrities don't live in LA, though. I always think it's like, good for you. No, it's like, and she's always seemed like a very like normal down to earth person. Yeah, she's like I, a classy person. I will embarrassingly admit, I did not realize Alicia Keys was a piano pun until like two years ago. Oh, as in like, that's not her real name? Yeah, I thought her real name was Alicia Keys. Oh. But it's no, piano it, keys. Yeah, I mean, her... Uh, I'm googling now. Alicia Cook. Yeah. You know whose also name is Emma Alicia. Who? Huge pop star from the 2000s. Oh, Pink. Yeah. Alicia. Yeah. yeah. I. I'm like Nora Jones. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I would rather have Nora Jones's career than Pink's career. Like, if I had to dangle in the air every night of my life until I like. Yeah, dust, I wouldn't be very happy. I do think it's funny when people are like, "Why, like, get a new thing? Why is she doing that?" It's like you guys, she's like a professional acrobat, and everyone's like, "Learn something new." Why don't you go try that? I know. I like. I I couldn't do it in a million years, especially with like my fear of heights. So like, I'm not. I'm not knocking her, but I do think it's funny that she has reinvented herself as a circus sleigh performer <laughs> with with music that moms listen to in a Target parking lot while they're mad at their husband. Yeah, like if Natasha Bedingfield was jumping through <laughs> fire. Well, I mean, I went to the Chromatic Ball a few weeks ago, and what's, what's I'm just kidding. I know we can't, but like I I truly like fear her wrath. So um, <laughs> she. She her encore was one song. She did "Hold My Hand" from the Top Gun Maverick movie, of and course. she it's like a song that I've like Stockholm syndrome myself into liking just because I am a little monster. But like sure. I, it's very boring. Like Diane Warren ballad. I don't think it's yeah. actually a Diane Warren song. But like she was jumping, literally like jumping over fire, like that like video of Oprah running through the coals yeah. on the beach, like the entire time. And I'm like, that's a lot of theatrics for holding my hand well (laughs) also it's it's like we i love lady gaga to death and my favorite thing about her is she's not a great dancer no it's kind of like funny it's like and that's relatable i love it it it, and like she's made choreography work for her like all of her choreography is very like involved and frenetic like you can she's moving it's not like a dual leap a situation where she's just kind of like yeah swiveling. gays are so mean to her like she's doing just fine i see you at at the bars when, oh, uh, when ariana comes on and it's, it's horrible yeah Correct. no it's horrible like everyone at sidetrack is doing like 50 percent of what dua Lipa Wait, is doing like let's one not of my favorite get, get rude one of my here, favorite but... billy on the street quotes is billy was doing a thing with pink yeah he goes, do you do acrobatics just to make kelly clarkson mad because she can't that's <laughs> such a mean thing to say that is so rude friend but it's so weird. that's so funny i mean i would like i i feel like kelly could and should do it i feel like kelly has more music that you could like cannonball through oh, the air for I mean, and i love hit. kelly i'm not i'm not a pink stan but i love kelly and i, I i'm excited oh, I for that of, new album i kind of stand both <laughs> there's room for everyone I mean, I'm, I'm sensing from this conversation that you're a little bit more of like a mom rock person and i mean that the non-derogatory sense obviously you are 100 percent correct yeah i I listen i I listen to like this theme music and i go what are these kids listening to yeah i but like i i do also think i'm constantly befuddled by like what these kids are listening to like i was like mindlessly on tiktok for like 45 minutes the death on this tonight and i'm like like i like a song was that like um that was like um what was it uh um, twinkle, twinkle, little oh, bitch. Fuck another that song. Nurse. It 
makes my blood and you know that abc song makes me oh i I think a b c d e f u by gale which is the worst school buses full of children off of cliff's anger it it is my second least favorite pop song of the past 10 years what's the first love yourself by justin bieber yeah did you hear the halsey version where she says like and her like Halsey chewing her no yeah that's how that sounds like Taylor like chews her words oh no like she is like the original bananas or they are the original bananas oh are they they they're she they but they get mad if you use she so I'm just I I don't know we're we're trying to like I'm trying to figure we we stand whatever Halsey wants Mm mm-hmm but they are like bananas and avocados or whatever. Yeah. That's horrible. You know what? Yeah. If you're going to do something, you might as well be the first. Yeah. Trailblaze. Trailblaze. Are we, are we ending on that? And we should end on that. Um, <laughs> Michael, you've been a true trailblazer today. Um, thank you so much for being on. Um, where can people find you on social media? Um, at MFNGMFBENJI. Um, if you're in New York next month, I have a short film debuting at a, oh, no, not debuting, debut here. I have a short short playing at a festival um, called New Fest. It's an LGBTQ festival. Fun. Um, and that's um, what's coming up soon for me. Sweet. Um, you can find me at FK Pigs with a Z on Twitter, at Drew Haskins on Instagram, on t- in with the Z's. Wait, what am I saying? On Instagram at <laughs> you're Drew losing them, you're losing them. I know it's like nine forty five at night, and my candy bar is wearing off. Um, <laughs> and uh, every Monday and or Wednesday, please listen to Girls Room on Spotify Live, my new Spotify venture with friend of the pod Julia Gray, in which we are recapping every episode of Girls from the very beginning. Um, oh Get excited for very fun guests upcoming. We have uh, writer Moises Mendez on next week, then George Severus, and then Catherine Cohen in the weeks after that. So get very excited, everyone. It's going to be my great. Friends in um, and with that, uh, bye, everyone. Until next Thank week. Thank you. Bye. Like what you just heard? Go to the show notes and whatever podcast app you're listening to this on and click the donation link.